Let's have a look at it. And you know, there can be times where you're a great trader and you just have losses because that's just what happens in the market. But as soon as we start taking those few losses and building our self-worth off those individual trades and talking to ourselves in a way that negates all the progress we've made, then we're really moving backwards quickly. And so one of the lessons I learned was to speak as if it's now, speak it in the truth and, you know, don't, don't dismiss the progress you've made just because you're having a bad stint or you're having a bad trade. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic week here at Success Shift. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. Um, I hope it was as good as mine. I had an incredible time this weekend. We were family, little family getaway, went over to Europa Park um, in a town called Rost in Germany. It's one of Europe's biggest theme parks going and exploring for my birthday we went to the water park on the saturday and sunday we were all day on the roller coasters and it was absolutely incredible it even extended the trip an extra night just because we could and we wanted to um originally i was coming back on sunday but we decided to come back on the monday um but yeah incredible time spent with my my personal mentor which was an awesome opportunity but quite eventful set of um set of events shall we say happened in the sense that only 24 hours after we left the theme park so yesterday afternoon there was a couple of big explosions and a huge fire and the whole park evacuated and everyone had to leave and everything was shut down so really looking at um, some gratitude differently today in the sense that I'm extremely grateful that um, whatever happened didn't happen 24 hours before where we, we were in the park um, I'm extremely grateful that, you know, it didn't happen earlier and we missed out on the park. Um, I'm extremely grateful that so far it doesn't sound like anyone's been injured. So my condolences go out to anyone that was there and had that experience because it's pretty full on. Um, yeah, it's a very, very surreal feeling when you're sort of so close to something. Um, you know, literally only 24 hours. I feel like this has happened to me a bit in my life and I'm every time very grateful to skip out and be where I'm meant to be and not where I'm in harm's way, shall we say. So very grateful today. Um, very grateful to be here. Very grateful to be speaking to you. You know, those kind of things can happen in the blink of an eye. Like when I first heard about it, I was luckily back home, safe and sound. And uh, yeah, it really opened my eyes. I was like, no way. I was there only 24 hours earlier. Um, just goes to show how quickly things can change and how important it is to be grateful for the things we have and the people, you know, we have around us and those loved ones, et cetera. Because tragedies can strike at any time. 
and at any pace. So finding some real gratitude for, you know, my my health, my family, the love of friends and family, and really, really blessed by the amount of messages I've got. This community, incredible. My inbox blew up. Some of the posts that came through from people thanking me for the, these these calls and for running calls and helping people and offering help and advice when people message me. Um, very, very, very awesome to feel and to see all the love and appreciation. So thank you to everyone who sent me a message. Thank you to everyone who commented and posted and who um, continues to send me messages of gratitude. It, it really does mean the world and it helps so much to have these things continue on. So when you're doing something like this, you know, I do this completely for free for my own knowledge. Um, and it takes a bit of time to do the research, to come up with something, to, you know, put yourself out here when some people don't show up. Um, it's also editing afterwards and all this sort of stuff. And so I do it because I love it. And then when you get the appreciation back, it really makes you want to continue on and wanting to keep pushing and helping and striving. So very grateful um, for the community, for my health, for all that today. So chuck your gratitude into the chat. It's extremely important. Um, like I say, it really does change your life if you can find gratitude morning and night. So while that comes in today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of a mentor. Um, we've been speaking a lot about the brain and a lot about understanding ourselves and the neurochemistry and neurotransmitters and different sections of the brain, which do certain things, which I think is magical. And the more we can understand and learn about how our body works, the more we can understand and learn how we can respond to it and how we can then tailor our environment to help us the best possible way we can um, with our reactions, with our responses, with our emotions, with our behaviors, with our habits, all the above. So I will be digging more into kind of stress and stress reliefs in the next coming episodes. But today, the power of a mentor really is, um, it really is a great catalyst for your success, I believe. I think lots of people have the ability to figure, figure shit out on their own, make it work and and get through. And I think a lot of people also, especially coming from the nine to five, feel like it's not success unless you do it all on your own. So chuck some ones in the chat if you're the kind of person, and I was for a long time, who thought it only meant success when you did it all and you kind of pulled yourself out by the bootstraps and came out of the trenches and made it to the top. And it didn't really count unless you're the one who does it all. Because this was my mentality for a long time. Uh, we got some ones coming in the chat. Um, but I think as you grow and you develop, you really need to understand that every self-made millionaire, everyone who's super successful, they have the ability to say those things, but not because they're the ones who did every aspect, not because they wear, wore all the hats and did every single little bit from the scrubbing of the floors to the, the hiring and firing. It's because they were able to connect and communicate and see other people's skill sets and utilize other people in a mutually beneficial way. Now, of course, there are people who use and abuse others, and that's a whole different moral aspect to business, but that's not what I'm going into today. What I'm talking about is that you've got to shift your perspective to being successful isn't just me doing it all and getting to the top. Being successful is utilizing my entire environment to make me excel and learn and grow as fast as I possible, possibly can. And not only that, but building a community of people underneath you who can be there to support you and do that same thing, like, you know, helping the people of who you used to be and bringing them up, bringing them forward and teaching them one step at a time so that it can kind of work its way down the chain. 
Um, I'm sorry, can you guys hear the baby in the background? He's just unfortunately woke up and is kicking off. So let me know if it's too loud. Um, any, only a little? Okay, cool. If it's not too distracting. So yeah, it's really important to shift this perspective because once you start to realize that being successful isn't all about what you can do, but how you can utilize your environment and those around you, then you will take off at a much faster pace. You know, there are people, you, you don't have to have like the top of the top being the person who is mentoring you. What you can have, and I mean, the definition of a mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. So you just need to find someone who you trust and someone with a bit of experience. Now, I think it's extremely important and powerful when you have an understanding that you should be able to surpass your mentor and then move on to the next mentor. As a mentor, you don't always have to be better than the people you're teaching. You just have to have one hand above teaching them what you've just learned. And not only that, but if they learn faster than you and grow past you, that's a good thing. That means you are a good mentor. And then you can start to learn from those who you mentored. Does this make sense? So it's kind of like the, the network of, of helping and teaching and guidance. And I know for me, it was a big, big step forward when I stepped back and I was like, you know what? I don't have to do all this. I have to understand a lot of it and I have to understand how most of the things work in my own business or in my trading or in whatever goal it is I want to achieve. But I mean, with the exception of like an elite sports star who still uses mentors and coaches, might I add, you don't need to be doing everything on your own and asking for help, asking for guidance, reaching out, you know, utilizing people's skills and learning faster is, is really, really beneficial. And my ego took me a while before it allowed me to to realize this and see this. But once I started to, you know, bring down my walls and ask for help and ask for guidance, I found that I was able to learn um, a lot faster. And I'll go into a few things as to why um, mentors have the ability to help in a much better way than doing it on your own in a second. But I'm just going to go back and check out some of the gratitude in this chat because it's coming through. I'm grateful for mentors and leaders that are genuinely genuine and live what they say. I like that. That's, that's a really good statement. And I 100% agree with that. No success like excess. Then we have grateful to be back with you after a long weekend from trading. So glad you weren't there. Yeah, very glad I wasn't there as well. Um, I'm grateful to be home from wildfire evacuation again. Yeah, speaking of fires, I still have my, um, you know, my heart out to everyone who's up in Canada dealing with all that stuff now. Heavy rain we got over the weekend was beautiful and even grateful for the snow. Yeah, I've heard it's been snowing in in the middle of summer in Canada, which is crazy. Love your podcast, Jake. Thank you very much. I've been a one until now. Yeah. So back to the mentor talk. It it's crazy how I think it's become is because of the environments and the the lifestyle that we the way we get raised, shall we say? But it very much is do your job. And when you do your job, you have to be the best at your job, and you can only get to the top, you know, by being the best at your job. But if you look at any CEO, they don't know how to do the coding. They don't know how to do the marketing, they don't know how to do all of the technical aspects, but they know how to find people who can. And a good CEO or a good leader will find those people and utilize them with a reimbursement that's equivalent to that makes both parties happy. So finding people who've got skill sets that you might not and not wasting your, I don't want to say wasting your time, but not like understanding what you're great at and then running with it and finding other people who are 
just as good, if not better at the things you, you need to do and not trying to learn every aspect, but find others to do it and grow and expand this way. And it was quite an interesting realization when, um, when I started to let go of some of the skills that I needed, that I was trying to learn and started to just focus more on the ones that, that I enjoy or that I'm, I was good at. So have a think next time you're, you know, you've got 101 tasks on your hand and you're like, oh, I've got to do all these things in order to get success or I've got to do all these things to sort of make it to that step further. And then maybe go, who can I maybe delegate this to? Or who can I ask for help? Or who can I reach out to that may be able to speed up this learning process for me? Because when you can find people that you trust and that have experience, they really can speed up your learning process. Now, how and why is this the case? Well, for one, and this stands for mentors that, you know, again, don't have to be the best of the best that just maybe have a little bit more experience than you do. They can see the bigger picture. So if we're breaking it down into smaller steps, a mentor has the ability to see from an outside perspective, some of the things that you may not be able to see from in the trenches. We always say when in doubt, zoom out, but sometimes it's actually quite hard to zoom out far enough to see those things that are holding you back or to see those roadblocks or to see those things that you're doing that you aren't aware of. And the thing with change is if you're aware of something that you need to change, it's quite easy to change it. But there's so many times, and this is like subconscious paradigms and beliefs and unknown limiting talk, for example, that you're doing that you don't even have self-awareness of. And how can you change the things that you're not even aware of? Like, it's almost impossible. It's like, I'm just going to pick something out of random and run down that tunnel and hope that I can find something to change in it becomes really hard but mentors who have been through this or mentors who have had struggles or have had you know a an experience with with someone else for example they can see some of the things in you that you wouldn't even think of looking at and they can point it out or bring it to your attention or say hey I've noticed you've done this a lot why don't we try changing xyz and this happened to me on the weekend. I, like I said, I was fortunate enough to spend my entire, the entire weekend with my mentor, which I'm very grateful for. And, you know, she would say at certain times, like, hey, I've noticed over the weekend that this is something she's been doing. And I'm like, oh, I really thought that I had pushed past that or that I was aware of it and not doing it. But I wasn't even aware of the thing that I needed to change. And so once it gets brought to your attention, it becomes 10 times easier to change. And sometimes it's actually quite easy to change. You just weren't aware that that's what needed changing. Again, the joy is of someone who can look at it from an outsider's perspective. And of course, you need someone you can trust. Because if I was to find a random person on the street and said, hey, Jake, you're doing this wrong. Why don't you change this? I'd be like, well, I don't know you. Why the hell would I listen to you? That's just the way humans are. And so when you're looking for a mentor, it just needs to be someone that you trust. And it really just needs to be someone that's willing to commit time to you and someone that is on the same level or a step above. It doesn't have to be someone who's, you know, the best of the best. Okay. So a mentor is good because they can see the outsider's perspective. They can look at you and quantify things that maybe you've got an emotional baggage to. So let's say, I don't know, maybe you, you have a stubbornness against taking buys in trading. Um, maybe because when you first got on to trading, you took a really big loss with buys and you kind of have this emotional this trading trauma or this emotional memory based in taking buys and so therefore you're always a bit more resistant to entering them um, but you've been trading long enough now that you don't think that's true and you kind of just it's just part of who you are now 
a mentor can come and look at that and be like, so why are you not taking buys? Like that was, that matched your trading plan, for example. And you can be like, oh, I didn't feel it. Or I didn't realize, or, you know, after time you can be like, oh, I didn't, to me, that just didn't look quite right. I'm not sure why. Now there's a certain aspect of following your intuition, but having someone being able to point things out to you or, or just notice the small things um, can really help you go, I didn't even realize that that was something I really needed to, to shift. And so just this awareness um, really, really can help. Okay. The other thing that I got told to look at from my mentor was the way we speak. So now I've often say that verbiage is very important. How we talk about ourselves is really how we believe about ourselves and oh, what we believe about ourselves and how we think about ourselves at a subconscious level. And sometimes your, your verbiage that comes out, you know, your colloquial terms that just kind of roll off the tongue. Sometimes they're so ingrained in you. And I'm sure I've got a bunch of them that I use all the time. Maybe people who have been listening to this podcast a lot will, will hear me repeat phrases often. Um, but sometimes you don't even realize what they are. And sometimes they're great for you. Sometimes they're empowering. Sometimes they're uplifting, but sometimes they're negative. Sometimes they're um, dismissive. Sometimes they're counter counterproductive, shall we say. And so these very subconscious terms that you use could be something small that someone else can pick up and say, hey, why don't you have a look at the way you say this? Or why don't you have a look at the way you talk about yourself? Or for example, for me, I would always say, when this happens, I will. Or I can't wait for this to happen because then I'm going to. These, you know, they weren't negative comments. They were very much excited and what I thought was uplifting. But what I learned was that when I continue to phrase things in the future, they will always remain in the future. Does that make sense? If I say, when this happens, I'm going to, then I'm already preempting my body that I'm going to have to wait a particular time for this to start happening. We need to shift this verbiage to go now. It's happening now. you know. And the best example I got of this, which really shifted my perspective, was if you've, and this is probably going to hit parents more than anyone else, but if you've got a child who's misbehaving, do you say to them, stop that, you're a bad child? Or do you say, can you stop that? I don't know why you're misbehaving right now. I mean, I thought it was really quite an eye-opener because you don't go around and just calling children bad. Yes, there are some children who go through a phase or they're misbehaving or they're learning new behaviors that aren't quite right at the time, but you don't instantaneously through one um, experience call them a bad child. And why do we, so why do we do this with ourselves? Like I've said it to myself. I've heard multiple traders say it to themselves. Oh, I'm such a shit trader or I'm trading so bad or I'm never going to get this or I'm just not a good trader yet. Now, I do like the term yet. However, that is still going to be future tensed rather than saying I'm not a good trader or I'm, tra uh, you know, I'm trading, let's say I'm not a good trader or, you know, I'm never going to get this. These are terms that are always based future tense, if that makes sense. What we can be saying is, oh, man, I don't know why I made this mistake. Let's have a look at it. I'm a great trader, but I'm just making a lot of mistakes at the moment. Yes, I know how to trade, but I've just made a few repeating mistakes. Let's look at them. Yes, I'm a good trader, but for some reason, I've just had a a um, a few losses. Let's have a look at it. And, you know, there can be times where you're a great trader and you just have losses because that's just what happens in the market. But as soon as we start taking those few losses and 
building our self-worth off those individual trades and talking to ourselves in a way that negates all the progress we've made, then we're really moving backwards quickly. And so one of the lessons I learned was to speak as if it's now, speak it in the truth and, you know, don't, don't dismiss the progress you've made just because you're having a bad stint or you're having a bad trade. Um, same with like I, the child example. You don't just call a child a bad child because they're misbehaving. You say it's a good child who's just misbehaving. There's a huge difference there. And, and it kind of sets our identity. And we talk about identity quite a bit. And if you identify as a good trader who's made a mistake compared to if you identify as a bad trader who can't make any good trades, then there's going to be a huge impact on how you see yourself and how you behave and how you you know move forward from that. Okay. Um, what else was the next one? The next one that I learned was the ability to just do stuff. I mean, I used to be a very big planner. I used to have that perfectionism paralysis and I would always want to make things really good and really nice before anyone saw it or before I released it to anyone. Or if I wanted to help people, I'd be like, I don't deserve helping anyone because I need to get to this level of success or need to be this much better than someone or this level of, um, money or finance or whatever it was that categorized you as successful in that area. And as soon as you realize it doesn't matter, just start doing, start doing, start learning fast, start helping, start helping fast and be okay with getting to a point where you're like, you know what? I can't help you anymore because you're smarter than me or better than me, or you've learned more than me or whatever term you want to use. It's okay. And I think you grow 10 times faster if you start doing that than if you just sort of sit by and go, hang on, I know what I'm doing, but I need to be perfect before anyone sees it. And this is one thing that I'm starting to implement myself and trying to help as many as I can. Um, and moving forward, I, I recommend anyone here to do the same thing. So accountability buddy is the perfect example of this. Sometimes people go, I need an accountability buddy, but I'm not good enough. So I don't want to hold the other person back. Or maybe another excuse is, oh, there's no one about at my level. Or maybe it's, you know, the accountability buddy doesn't do it the same way as me. Whatever your lame excuse is, try to dismiss it and just find an accountability buddy and start. And you might find that actually this person and I don't work too well together. That's okay. Why don't we have a discussion and see how we can either progress in helping each other the way we want to be helped or find another accountability buddy, but don't move on, you know, speak to them and be like, well, why don't we look for other accountability buddies who can help us in a different, different way? But don't move on until you've actually found someone else or found someone new. Um, and the other part of an accountability buddy is not so much that you need to be perfect and you need to go through all the trades and you need to be able to tell them where they're wrong or tell them what, what's, you know, what they could do better. But with an accountability buddy, you are holding yourself accountable to someone else. And so most of the time, those little things that you get away with doing when you don't have anyone to be accountable for, that person doesn't need to know anything about trading in, in some aspect. You can set them up to go, hey, look, if I do this and this, then I'm not doing my my right sense of trading. Like, for example, my wife, I would have my trading journal and I would say, if you come in and I've got more than three trades or I don't have a number next to this trade or I've got my trading number, because for me, I have um, eight trades and I need to pick which number of those trades I'm trading. Um, if I don't have a number next to it, I can't explain to you all the steps as to why it passed that, then I'm not doing my trading and so she doesn't know much about trading. She's learned a little bit over, you know, listening to me, but she's not a trader by any means, but she's still able to hold me accountable. And now, yes, it's great when you've got someone who does trade as well, because you can have more in-depth conversations and you can help each other, but don't make excuses. Don't hold it off. Just start, 
Find someone and fail together, fail forward and fumble to growth. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the expert. You just have to have someone that you trust and someone that has a little bit of experience. And therefore you can be each other's mentor. Okay, so I highly recommend finding a mentor. The last little bit on this is, you know, you don't have to have 101. Uh, you don't have to have one mentor who just t teaches you everything. You can have different mentors in, in different areas. You can have mentors that are just one step ahead of you. You can have mentors that you never meet, but you look up to and you follow and listen to and take a lot of information from. You know, they're trusted, they're experienced. You don't have to have them, you know, face to face to call them a mentor. Um, so get multiple mentors, find people that you like that are doing what you want to do and follow them, find people that you can connect with and talk to and discuss with and bounce ideas off each other, learn from each other. You know, it doesn't have to be this, this individual game. It doesn't have to be you against the world. And it's only successful if you do it all. There's a really interesting concept about this Belgian, I think it's the Belgian horse. The Belgian horse is the strongest land animal, I think, and it can pull like, I don't know the numbers, so don't quote me on this, but let's just say 10,000 tons or something ridiculous. And then you'd think if there's two Belgian horses together, how much would they be able to pull together? Anyone in the chat got a guess? If one can pull 10,000, how much can two pull? 22. Okay. Yeah, 22. There we go. So there's a couple of people coming in here, but the truth is it can actually be up to 33,000 tons. Now, again, please don't quote me on these numbers, but the point is that when they get together, they actually want to compete with each other and they push each other and they push each other to go even harder and faster and better than they normally can. And so combined, it's not double the amount. It's more than triple the amount of weight that they can pull because when two minds get together, they actually grow and bounce and help each other and the connection between especially if you get on the right vibrations and connection you grow and excel much faster so this is why community-based learning is so impressive or so helpful because you've got other people to bounce off but if you can get a smaller circle together inside that community of two three people that are really going to be there consistently to help each other i can guarantee you your growth will increase in speed and in expansion it will be almost unbelievable do that for six seven a year, six, seven months to a year, and just see the difference you have in your growth. Okay. Now, again, I'm not 100% sure on exactly how much these horses can pull, but I will maybe find out for you. But it's very impressive and it does have this compounding effect. Get multiple brains together, they can do more than just the power of one or two. Okay. I literally heard this yesterday about the Clydesdales. Oh, there you go. So may maybe I've got the, uh, the horse. Um, the type of horse wrong but the point is here that they can definitely work together to make each other stronger okay so i hope that makes sense and i i really want you to understand from this the power of utilizing other people and you don't have to use other people but use other people <laughs> you know what i mean it doesn't have to be negative it doesn't have to be abusive but you can have a very mutually beneficial relationship with people and you can grow much faster than trying to do things on your own all right mentors are great find one utilize them and grow as fast as you possibly can to whatever level of success you're desiring. Right now, we're going to jump over to the trading plan, the trading call. Anyone who is on the trading call up next, make sure that you've read your trading journal. Make sure that you've read your trading plan. Make sure that you've done your brain warm up. Make sure that you're in the right state of mind to be trading. Make sure you don't have any emotional baggage or anything else that you're bringing into today's session that could drag you 
down mentally. Now to all the people listening on the podcast, I hope maybe you can join us on the trading call soon. Um, I will drop a link into the description here if you feel like joining us. Remember, my ebook is out. It's completely free, 10 Steps to Becoming a Successful Trader. If you want to jump into that, you can jump into the description here and download that as well. Have a read, find out what steps you're up to to see how many steps you have to go or what else you can do to improve your level of trading. But for now, much love, everybody. We're going to jump on over to the trading call and um, I shall speak to you all soon. Bye.